the blast from our past network. Hey, this is Zach Ward, better known as Scott Farkas from A Christmas Story, or Nikolai Zhmilfov from Resident Evil Apocalypse, or Dave from Titus. And you are listening to Podcasting After Dark. Lock your doors, close your windows, turn out your lights, for chills and thrills await you. It's time for Podcasting After Dark with your hosts, Corey Stevenson and Zach Schaefer. Stay with a friend, say your prayers as grisly ghouls close in to seal your doom. And enjoy this bonus episode of Podcasting After Dark. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a bonus episode of Podcasting After Dark. I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. Bonus, baby! Bonus, baby! (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I'm sure you guys can tell by the title of the episode, but I will announce it here. We are going to talk about our top eight obscure 80s action figures. And we picked eight because, you know, eight 80s, that sounds like fun, right? Eight is great, especially eight in the is 80s. Great. And 88 was great, too. It was. I don't know. Not many of my toys are from 88. They're prior to that. But 88 was a good year. You know what? You're actually 100% right. Um, I actually don't have a single toy from 88 on my list as well. So you know what? Fuck 1988. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, all right. Let me just tell you guys a little backstory on this episode and then uh, I'll let Zach talk about it but um so Zach was just on the blast from our past podcast talking to our pals Adam and John and what they did was the nostalgic toys of the eight well not of the 80s just their nostalgic toys growing up right Zach yes yeah it was it kind of spanned the 80s and 90s and dipped in toe dipped into the 70s a little bit too actually on my end well, I, and, I'll, and I'll actually talk about that soon because I've, I've found that to be interesting as well. And the fact that, like, Adam and John and you all have, like, different age ranges kind of made the toys. There weren't that many, like, overlaps and stuff, I, I, I it sounded like to me. Maybe, like, yeah. the big ones like G.I. Joe and stuff. Yeah, there wasn't – I think there was maybe one or two uh, crossovers. But for the most part, it was pretty uh, – it was pretty standalone. Uh, my, mm-hmm. I think my – I think I might be the oldest out of the three, so my my <laughs> knowledge of and uh, experience of toys went back to like the, the late seventies because yeah. I I, I, borrowed, I got a lot of them from my brother. Uh, I inherited them from my brother, and uh, and then you know obviously in the early eighties, and then a little bit past that as well. Yeah. Yeah, and and it was it was fun to listen to. I I loved it. I was a little jealous that I wasn't on the episode, but I mean, <laughs> but I was like, okay, okay, cool. But then it, it kind of hit me. I was like, why don't we make sort of a complimentary episode to that one? And so Zach and I are doing obscure '80s action figures, and. At the right at the get go, we said we are not going to include the the big five. We're not going to include He Man, GI Joe, Transformers, TMNT, and shoot one more I forgot. But like, so for example, but like we I didn't Zach I didn't say no real Ghostbusters, but I didn't put real Ghostbusters on my list. Like we tried to get deep deep and weird with this. Yeah, we we both and and I love being on that on their podcast by the way. Um and I and and when you you and I had been wanting to do a watch list for a really long time and threw threw out a lot of ideas back and forth 
we'll probably probably do others down the road for sure <laughs> yeah. um yeah. because if anyone else ties tries to take it they're mine um <laughs> but no but you were like oh dude that sounded like like a, such a fun episode and i had had so much fun and i told you i'm like oh it was such a blast from the past mm-hmm. and uh and you're like, well, why don't we do one that's toy related, but it's just a little bit different so there doesn't feel like we're biting off of them. And then you came up with the idea of obscure toy lines. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, okay, what is considered obscure, in my opinion, would be something that while it might have had its own cartoon, while it might have had its own comic book, it wasn't. It didn't maybe make it past one or two seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though GI Joe only did two seasons, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but 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 is not remembered in the same way that all those, like you said, the the top five or you know the top toy lines are remembered. You, you, we'll throw out a few, I'm sure, that people will be like, "Oh, I've heard of that," but there's going to be a lot where people go. Oh, I never heard of that toy line, or oh, I think I remember that. This is more like, yeah. a, I think I remember that toy, but I'm not totally sure. Well, I was when I was listening to the episode that you were on, and and just let me quick, let me just say what it is: the official name, the number, everything. Uh, it's actually episode one ten, top ten nostalgic toys on the blast from our past. So please, guys and gals, after you listen to this one, if you have not listened to that one already, go listen to it. We're not going to have any overlap, so we want this to be completely complementary to that episode. So that one is blast from our past, episode one ten, top ten nostalgic. Toys. Toys. This is almost like part two. This is top eight <laughs> obscure toys. But um, yeah. yeah, dude, I was I was when I was listening to the episode. I, the only spoiler I'm going to give is that you dropped Robotech uh, as a toy. <laughs> you, you mentioned Robotech, and I was yeah, walking. Dude. And a lot of these other toys, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember. And I literally had to stand still as the flood of memories came rushing at me when you said the <laughs> Robotech toys. And I was like, oh, my God, I, I, I remember that toy. I totally forgot. Like, in my head, Robotech toys, I always wanted the, the Veritech fighter and whatnot. But the toys themselves by Mattel did not have – they didn't transform. They were more like G.I. And I was like, I never quite got into them, but that flood of nostalgia that just you saying it hitting me with, I hope that we just give somebody the same feeling when they listen to this, at least with like one or two of our picks. You know, that's all I want. That's all I hope for here. And I hope everyone has fun. (laughs) Yeah, I guarantee. I guarantee that there's going to be people that go, oh, my God, I totally had that toy. Yeah. Yeah, and and just as a primer, two things because I've been I've been digging around with some other friends, just asking them what they think because I'm just trying to get a, a a consensus of like what these toys are. And dude, like you said, with the '70s, I, I I had a buddy of mine who is a little bit older, just by a few years, and uh, and dude, like the toys that he grew up with are so drastically different than the ones that I did because a the age and because he had an older brother that handed down toys. So did my buddy Alex. So did you. I was an only child, so I only had like the flashy 80s stuff. And yeah. uh, but I I was like, oh wow, that was kind of interesting. That like there's this like Venn diagram overlap of like 70s toys, especially if you have an older brother that you can kind of like hand them down with. Yeah, and I just remembered speaking of 70s because they started in the 70s. It was the Star Wars line of toys that was that was in your top five of of yeah. the ones we'll leave off the list. And um, yeah. And that makes sense, yeah, because I, I, and I can talk about this because we didn't really talk about it on the blast from, from the past episode. Um, I 
didn't really get into Star Wars all that much. Uh, at least the first wave. It wasn't until like Re- Return of the Jedi in '83 that I really started kind of getting into it because the playsets in my well, the playsets were always badass. But that was when I was like eight, and I think uh, or no, I was seven at that time. And I think that's when I really started coming to coming into my own as far as like, oh, this is the toy I want to play with versus, oh, yeah. this is I'm just playing with my brother's toys or, you know, um, Eric always gets a shout out on every single episode we do. So. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes, he does. And I, I mean, dude, I loved my Return of the Jedi toys, too. I mean, we could we could have easily done a, a, a top 10 and just talk about like our favorite mainstream lines, because I mean, I had Jabba the Hutt. I had yeah. um, the indoor playset. You know, I had the Biker Scout and everything. So, you know, I have nothing but fond memories uh, of for these Star Wars toys. And they did make up the bulk of my stuff. I was a big Star Wars kid. I was a big G.I. Joe kid. Um, I was a big uh, tra- I wasn't a huge Transformers kid. I probably had more Star Wars and, and G.I. Joe's together. Uh, overall but you know looking back you know my parents gave me a lot of toys because uh, my they got divorced at a young age my mom was a single mom i was a latchkey kid it was i was that perfect ditto, ditto, 80s ditto. kid yeah i know i know you were too and we're so we're kind of the same i, I just i didn't have the hand-me-down toys is the only thing i that we sort of the difference between our our sort of childhood with toys and everything but um yeah i just have but I have so many weird, obscure things that I got that, like, I look at them and, like, only, like, four figures or something came out. And I have, like, one of them. I'm like, wow, that was, like, weird and obscure. But to go back to your point about cartoons, I was talking to my buddy Alex today. And it seems like all these, obs- quote-unquote, obscure ones, or at least most of them, either their cartoon was only on for, like, one season or, like, a half a season or, like, it just didn't take off or yeah. it didn't have a cartoon at all. It seems yeah. like having a successful cartoon is what lends itself to having a successful toy line in the 80s. Yeah, I think that, and that's why the cartoons of the 80s got a lot of shit because they were just one big commercial. And looking back on them now, having, obviously, a five-year-old son who is super into toys and uh, in, in that imaginative world and, and having a lot of my toys and many of which I'll, I'll mention today, I still own, um, he, he'll, we'll watch the old shows. And I'm like, you know what? They're not much worse than the one cartoon. Well, there's not many cartoons now, but the shows nowadays that sell toys, everything's a big commercial. Life is a big yeah. commercial. It's all about making <laughs> money. You know, it's all about making money and selling shit. And, and I get it. My mom was always like, let's go to the Renaissance fair and get a wooden sword and, you know, listen to real wizards talk. And she was hoping that I would live in that world, that kind of Waldorfian uh, sheltered world of like, you know, no logos on anything. Um, you know, everything is naturally made. Uh, I, I'm not exposed to pop culture, but that didn't happen. And I think that didn't happen because uh, I, like you, having divorced parents, I think parents kind of, when that split happens, they compete for their child's affection. And one of the ways they do is by showering them with gifts. And my mom was the one who won that battle. And, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and she caved. And when she finally did cave and got me my first set of G.I. Joe's, which I talked about on the blast from the from our past episode. So I'll save it for that. But when she did buy yeah. me that, that was like my gateway. It was like, okay, well, let's t- and I think I might have been six at that time. That was the gateway drug for me. And from that 
point forward, yeah, obscurity ensued. Going to the, going to Toys R Us and my mom saying you can you can pick out one special thing, and but it has to be under a certain amount. And t- Toys R Us back in the day had like their bargain still had a they had a bargain bin aisle back in the eighties, and so yeah. shit was marked down to like only a couple bucks. And those were oftentimes the toys that I got, which some the ones I'll leave off the list because they kind of sucked were just ones that like I bought it and then I came took it home and I played with it and I'm like why did I buy this you know and so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll leave that and and it's funny you sent me a link to some uh, obscure uh toy commercials and a couple of the toys that I specific, specifically thought sucked uh were in that commercial and I'm like yeah, these are just not playful toys these are just toys that like I, my kind of um the thing that that got me excited about a toy was one that could fit in my pocket when the book Indian uh, in the cupboard came out, um, which is a f- still phenomenal young, you know, children's novel. Uh, and the whole story is about this little kid who puts a little toy in his pocket and it comes to life when he puts it in the cupboard. It's like, I had hoped that would happen. And I loved having a toy in my pocket all the time. They could just whip out and you know, it didn't have to like lug it around, you know? And there's yeah, something about yeah. like a three and three quarter figure or most of the figures I'm going to talk about today or action figures um, fit in your pocket for the most part. And, uh, and that, that, that was something really special, you know? And, and as, as a parent now, I always say to my son, I'm just like, you know, something cool about having an independence. Your mom didn't have to carry it for you. You know, you mm-hmm. didn't have to, you, you could take it with you. you. You didn't have to leave it at the house. And it was like mm-hmm. a secret, you know, no one else knew about it except for you. Uh, it, it made it, it made church much more bearable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the five times I went, uh, but yeah, totally. <laughs> oh. or being, being at school and like opening up my pocket, you know, and like looking down yeah. at my figure and being like, "Yeah, that's there." When that bell rings <laughs> and it's time to go home, I'm whipping that bad boy out. We're gonna have a battle, you know. <laughs> Dude, I love it. I love it. it th- these are the kind of things that I, I want to hear about. These are the kind of things that I want to dive into. And I'm with you, man. I liked, you know, the three and three quarter inch figures. That's sort of where I stayed as a kid. Uh, on other episodes we've discussed, but I'll just mention it here, that I have a hard time mixing scales. So, like, I had a hard time <laughs> playing, uh, you know, Transformers versus G.I. Joe or something. I had a hard time. I, hell, I had a hard time playing within Transformers within transformers because like bumblebee is so much smaller than optimus prime and you know the cassettes he was and megatron is 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 the same size as optimus prime how does he turn into a gun you know i mean we all know the reason for this is because they weren't actually the same toy line back in japan but as a kid i was like this doesn't work no and and i think i i'm right there with you man like there was something about the scale being accurate and uh the transformers i'm not i was while I think the toy line is cool and I'm not shitting on it at all whatsoever, it just wasn't for me. And that was one of the reasons why I'm like, no, Bumblebee's the same size as the cassette tape. That makes no sense. He's supposed to be bigger than him, you know, like, uh, <laughs> come on. So yeah, that will not be on my list, but that was in our top. Th- those were the top five popular ones. So it wasn't going to be any, yeah. so whatever. Ex- exactly. So before we jump in, I'll tell you what the parameters are. It's, the top eight action figure lines, um, we can get a little bit loosey-goosey with that, but we're not going to go into, like, board games and stuff in that in that line. Um, but the main, so the top eight are going to be, quote-unquote, action figure-esque type of stuff. And then we're going to have one non- 
non-action figure pick. So that can be a game that could be water gun. That could be like a, a big wheel or something, but one like non-action figure thingy. And then our one toy that like we loved as a kid and no parameters will we'll worry about that. Like that can be any, like, it could be a transformer. It could be star Wars. It could be anything, but we're going to talk about our one toy that like we remember getting we, whatever that story is. And there won't be any restrictions on that whatsoever. No. And so with the list, uh, Zach tells me that if we have any crossovers, he can actually draw from uh, from from a more extensive list. So we might not have any crossover whatsoever, and hopefully no, we won't I... have any crossover with uh, Blast from Our Past. And there are certainly enough '80s toys to go around. So <laughs> I think we have a lot to talk about here. Yeah, yeah there's no <laughs> doubt about that. <laughs> All right, so before we jump in, one more quick plug. Please make sure you check out the Blast from Our Past, episode 110, uh, the top 10 nostalgic toys from their childhood, and that's with uh, our buddy Zach here and uh, with uh, Zach and with uh, Zach with Adam and John from the Blast from Our Past. So it's, uh, it's the newest episode now, but probably not when this episode drops. So I am now going to kick off the top eight, and uh, because if, if we have something or if I have something that Zach already had he's gonna alter it so we can have a much more fun conversation but i'm sure he'll talk about whatever i talk about here's hoping this episode doesn't go three hours because we could both talk (laughs) all right my number eight uh it goes they go right in your pocket buddy 1987's hasbro's army ants oh that is definitely not on my list but i love those toys that's right. And I, I figured you would because I'm going to drop another spoiler, but we have to here. You mentioned Guts on your episode with Adam and John, and mm-hmm. Guts was on my list. And right when you said it, I just crossed it off, and I was like, cool, <laughs> I'm going to just replace it with Army Ants because I loved Army Ants and I loved Guts um, both pretty much equally. And for every reason that you said on that episode why you liked Guts is why I like them too. But Army Ants... Dude, so they come. They came in like um, the blister packs of like six or, or four or eight, I believe. Yeah. And uh, and there's two armies. There was an orange army and a blue army, and they're just like muscles. They're just like guts. You can't really move them, but they're really coolly sculpted. They're just ants that have like weapons on them, and then they're little one little sort of claim to fame is they, that their butts, the little ant butts, are kind of squishy. You can squish them, and they, they look like they glow in the dark. I'm not quite sure if they did, but I think they did. Yeah. And uh, I just I just thought they were whimsical and fun as a kid, and truthfully, I just really liked the colors. And, and you know, like, with muscles and guts and everything, it's, it's you know, you're, you always think to yourself, oh, it sucks that they don't have any art points of articulation, but as I get older and as an artist, I realize that sometimes you create better art when you work within some kind of you know confines of things and that actually sometimes comes with play uh you know like having them not be able to move i just altered my imagination to just work around it but i thought they were great fun just kept them like you said kept in my pocket bring a couple out squish their butts and just fly around (laughs) with them had a good time and i mean you know 87 i was like nine years old so that's like you know perfect yeah dude those toys were really cool they had um they had fun, unique characteristics. Like I think every single one of them was a little bit different. And mm-hmm. yeah, I totally agree. And with like you guts, about... they all had clever names, you know? Yeah. Like punny names or whatever. And, 
uh, everything was everything was military back then. Mm-hmm. Like yes. you know, they had those. They're not on my list, and I'm going to mention them any, anyways. But those, uh, I th- and I think they're kind of stupid. The hamburger or the food fighters or whatever. Food fighters. Know? Yep. And I, I was them. like, this is kind of lame. Like they didn't. It it, it was, I. It just didn't make sense. I was was not into it. The army ants were cool because, in my opinion, too, because I just felt like uh, they all kind of fit and it, they all kind of made sense within their own little universe. And, yeah, they, they were fun. Great pick. And and watching that, like, obscure 80s um, commercials on YouTube, I remember actually what I loved the most about army ants was the commercial. I like it when you create little terrains and everything and you try to make the toys look like they're living within a terrain. And I didn't care that you could see the person's like hand moving the toy. Like that didn't bother me. I like the fact that someone built a freaking set that looked like a war battle and had all these, and it was like at nighttime and everything. It was just, it was a really well done commercial. Yeah, hobby stores. I I feel like probably had a huge um, market at the same time at, at, as 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 these toys were coming out because people would see the commercials and like, oh, I want to build something like that. Go to the hobby store, get all that fake shit, and build your own like little mini set. Yeah, and then all those people just turned into Warhammer uh, fans, <laughs> which I don't have a problem with either because I'm like, damn it, those guys are so talented. I'm sure I actually would not be surprised if our buddy Scott Zillner is listening to this episode at some point. And, you know, he, yeah, going about like the little mini miniatures and stuff like that. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like painting army ants back in the day, you know? Yeah, right. (laughs) Seriously, seriously. And and sorry, Scott, Tron is not on, uh, on going to be on my list here of toys. Yeah. Yeah. Tron, Tron would, I mean, look now that Tron is, (laughs) I think the Tron toy line is phenomenal now, but yeah, I didn't have it when yeah. I was a kid. I didn't have I, it. I, I didn't either. I didn't either. I borrowed some friends. I borrowed, I borrowed uh, a couple figures from a friend, and I liked them because I liked how clear and plasticky they were. But I gave them back, and I never had my own. So yeah, yeah. It, this is this is our nostalgia here. So in yeah. speaking of our nostalgia, Zach, what is your number eight, buddy? My number eight is the 1986 Mattel toy line, the Skateboard Gang, and Ooh. this is a very obscure toy line um i'm just gonna read you like the blister card on the back it says meet the skateboard gang by day they're a bunch of bookworm students but when the when three o'clock rolls around and that school bell rings look out the books and glasses go in their lockers and out come the wild and crazy members of the skateboard gang the most daring zany street thrashing sidewalk bashing rebel riders you've ever seen if you dare rev them up and turn them loose and now there were so many wind up things back in the day wind up toys uh revving toys these guys were fucking cool and i still own many of them they were fucking cool because you, when you rev them up I don't know how the wiring worked, but they would do tricks. They would spin around. Oh. They would do flips. I have no idea how they're able to do this, but they had a skateboard ramp. Um, there, it was like a little dude with a skateboard. Some of the names were punny too, like eyesore and wipeout and total Lee cool and stuff like that. It's pure eighties. If you look them up on you know eBay or whatever. Uh, bright colors, flashy, but they were so badass because you'd rev them up and they do all these cool tricks and you're like, wait, when you rev something up, usually just goes straight and that's it. These things like did amazing stunts and I'm like, how the hell did they do that? And they came with a skateboard ramp and I remember that. 
the vintage commercial I, I cannot find on YouTube for the life of me. I'm sure there's got it's got to be out there somewhere, but it was really cheesy. Uh, and I remember thinking it was kind of lame at first. And then that was one of the toys. My mom was like, you can pick out something in the toy aisle. Then I got that and I took it home and I'm like, this is really cool. So yeah, <laughs> you're like, this is cooler gang. than I thought it was going to be. What, what yeah. was it called again? Skateboard Kings? Sk- skateboard Gang. Um, gang. That's right. Yeah. And, and like, I'll, you know, I'm showing Corey a picture right now. I don't know if he can see it. Uh, yeah, I, I do remember them. Um, yes, I do remember that. Uh, I think my buddy had one or two. Skateboarding culture was huge in the 80s. It wasn't really my thing. It kind of yeah. didn't help that I lived uh, in that that transitional, like the end of suburbia, right before rural area. So there wasn't like a lot of like sidewalks and stuff for me to ride around. So it's like you have to ride in your your driveway, you know, yeah. like, and that's kind <laughs> of it. So it didn't, yeah, skateboarding didn't really appeal to me. And I was never really a very coordinated kid. I was kind of fat. So I, I wasn't really <laughs> skateboarding my thing. And, See, my and thus, thing- I didn't get into the like the culture of it. My brother was a big skateboarder and I started to get into it, but I, I just, I live vicariously through characters. I still do. Mm-hmm. Probably that's yeah, why I'm a yeah. voice actor. <laughs> and, uh, and so I would see those and I'm like, I want to do stuff like that. And so I would go on their own adventures. There was a, a line of toys, the get along gang, and they kind of mm. had like little rev up figures that, that they had. This came out around the same time. My mom's like, why not the get along gang? I'm like, no, I want eyesore with the Mohawk. He's cool. Of course you do. Of course you do. I don't want something that's sponsored, sponsored by Hallmark, by the way. No, no, screw that. Screw that. But, but speaking of, of wind up toys, my number seven is a technically a wind up toy as well. And this is from the 1984 Tommy line Star Ears. And Ooh, nice in Japan, choice. do you know what do you know what they are? Do you, yeah, do you, dude. Do you see them in your mind eye? Yeah, okay. So so just so you guys know out there if you've never seen it, um, they didn't have a cartoon. It was it had a Marvel comic. Uh they had a, a nice tie-in with Marvel. And Star Ears are basically these robots that had little plastic figures that sort of sat in their heads, and they were an offshoot of Zoids, but they in Japan, but in over here in America. They just took these the 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 handful of characters that were the Starriers and you know created Starriers out of them. So they basically broke them from the Zoid line. But yep. even as a kid, I liked Zoids. I didn't get into actually. I actually didn't get into Zoids until I was in college, and I I built the the models and everything. I, was, I thought I was just fascinated by them. And um, but when I was younger, I loved Zoids, but they were too expensive, so I never got them. But I could I, even as a kid, I could realize that these Starriers. St- felt like Zoid somehow, even though technically you, you didn't really know that, but but they were. Um, there's two kinds. They all have, like, some kind of, like, wind-up um, weapon thing in their chest, like a buzzsaw or a spinning drill. Very rudimentary. Uh, their movements, they only had, like, four four points of articulation, just the arms and the legs and the head, so, you know, five. Um, you could actually take the arms off, kind of swap them out and stuff. You could take the little figure inside of their helmet sort of out, sort of. Yeah. But there was so a decent cool. little little comic book built up around a little five part comic, and yep. you know this was a nice, this was a fun little. I think in total there were probably about six main fig 
figures, a couple little spin-off figures that were kind of smaller that you could get in, you know, like together. And then there was like two, like one big set. And then there was that one big Tyrannosaurus Rex that was remote controlled that shot uh, those discs out. I think a lot of people probably remember that specifically. It was like red, a robotic Tyrannosaurus Rex. And uh, that was like the main big ticket item for Star Years. I didn't have that. I just had a, a handful of the main ones. And I just, man, looking at them again now, I'm like, they're so beautifully sculpted in the way they looked. I just had so much fun playing with them as a kid. And they were like just only a little bit bigger than, say, a G.I. Joe figure, but they were much more bulkier and, and like heavier plastic. Yeah, they were really cool. I, I didn't have yeah. any. My brother had them, and he was he was super into them. I remember the comic book. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I love that. I love motorized stuff. It's mm-hmm. funny because my next pick is motorized as well, but, um, but it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's cool that like they were, the robot culture was so popular back then, you know, it went from kind of Shogun warriors of the late seventies to a little bit smaller and like, okay, the, the, the technology is getting better. Now we'll just make a motorized motorized robots. Yeah. Those things were yeah. dope, dude. Great, great, great choice. Thanks, man. Thanks. So what, uh, what is your number seven motorized as well? Well, it's on the same page, dude. Uh, Milton Bradley's 1985 toy line robotics. Oh yes. That almost, almost made it onto my list. And robotics was um, it was really cool. Like, I I was not a Tinker Toy guy. I was not like uh, there were these metal one metal things that uh, Erector set. You know, my brother mm-hmm. had an Erector set or like constructs or something. Constructs, yeah. But then then this toy line comes along and fucking blows the socks off all of those, in my opinion, uh, because simply for the fact that it was more kind of Lego based. They were hard plastic pieces that you could put mm-hmm. together. And yeah. after you combine these things that were like, you know, giant robots and, um, uh, ships, then you pl- plugged in this little gear and you plugged it into a power box and they started moving. And yeah. what I loved, it wasn't just that it wasn't that they moved, but I mean, yeah, I saw alien and aliens when I was, we both were kids when yeah. we saw that. I was still <laughs> we playing shouldn't with have seen toys. It. <laughs> no, when yeah. we shouldn't have seen it. And so I, every toy I was using, I was like, oh, this is Hicks. Oh, this is Ripley. So uh, the figures that came with robotics would be like kind of a generic looking astronaut. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, I would use that as my like, you know, LV-426. It was like <laughs> Dallas, you know, in his yeah. space suit yeah. or whatever. And right. yeah, robotics was really cool. I loved it. So... Uh, I think it was, I think it was, I might, I said 85, it might've been like 84, 85. It was right, right on the cusp. But, um, yeah, dude, like the robotics was a, one of my favorite toy lines of all the times. Oh man, that was, it was a good toy line. I didn't have any, I kind of, I wanted it, but I always had constructs and yeah. that was, I think that's what the name of it. They, they did have a, a very strong, like sci-fi spin on, on theirs. So I had fun with that. And, but I'm, I'm kind of like you, I didn't. 
I wasn't a huge like Lego kid. No. I didn't have a lot of build yourself stuff. I, I like more of the action figures and I like more um representation, like direct representation of something. For me as a kid, because there were no aliens toys, um I used it was a G.I. Joe line called I think like G.I. Joe three thousand or two thousand or something, but it was like five yeah. vehicles that merged into a fortress and one of those guys, one of those vehicles came with a guy that looked like a colonial marine he even had like the helmet with the 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 camera on it and a microphone his armor <laughs> kind of looked like a he just he you could they definitely said well we're gonna just rip off colonial marines yeah but you know make it a little gi joe-esque and i use that guy as my hicks forever <laughs> I'll, I'll have to look it up and, and find it um all right buddy my Number six, I know you love this one, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was on your list and you're going to scramble to erase it and put on another one. But uh, <laughs> this is 1987 Mattel's Captain Power. You know, I knew you were going to put this on your list, so I specifically left it off. Otherwise, I would have <laughs> put it on. If if I knew if if I knew you didn't love this toy line so much, I would have put it on. It, it is one of the greatest toy lines ever. Ever. It, it really Ever. is. I as a kid, <laughs> yeah, I know. Ever. As a kid, um, I love the TV show. I I've always been a fan of post-apocalyptic stuff. Truthfully, I'm amazed at how dark that show is. Super dark. Uh, and, even Canadian, at the end, too. the one Canadian, yeah, exactly. And even at the end, uh, one of the characters like sacrifices themselves for everyone and like kind of blows up their base. Like it's very, it's it's got a very downer ending of a series. But the hook of having these toys actually interact with the TV show very rudimentary. But as a kid, it was it was amazing. Um, I had the ship. I had, I had the I don't even know what it was called. The Captain Power ship. Yeah, uh, I still think it's a beautifully designed ship. I think it's really neat looking Uh, i think it kind of holds up well a little you know still a little 80s-esque but it holds up pretty well actually all the designs of the characters i think hold up well if even if the cgi on the show looks like shit i think the the base designs look cool especially captain power himself yeah i i think um i think they looked pretty damn close to what they look like on the show Mm -hmm. I remember the military, like the, uh, the 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 tank guy. I forget his character, but he kind of had and like a, that was LaForce. That's LaForce from fucking Mallrats. Yeah, yeah, from Mallrats. Uh, and and he, everything else, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> right? And then and then the Air Force guy, uh, or like the the not Air Force guy, but like airplane guy. The, he yeah, the jet guy. He had like a jet backpack jet or whatever. They didn't look. I mean, they looked a lot doughier on the show. Yeah, and I think I was like, "Oh, come on, can't they make them look a little more accurate to the show?" Because I was really a- about wanting to recreate what they look like on the show. That's why GI Joe me would too, piss buddy. me off. Yeah, I'm like, "Come on, GI Joe, get get with it." Duke does not look that goddamn happy all the time. Um, <laughs> but uh, but Captain but Captain Power himself was a badass. The guy who played the main villain, he kind of had like that Vulcan, um, like Vulture kind of. I feel like he had a Vulture like sidekick the the robot who looked like yep, a bird. The, the robot yep yep that, that I mean, looked like a bird uh yeah. now on the show it was all cgi which is absolutely yeah, remarkable for, 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 time for that CGI, day and age it's, it's better than last starfighter i can tell you that much oh god i hit last starfighter i love that movie but i rewatched that like five years ago like for the for the first time in like 30 years and i was like oh no the uh the 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 <laughs> 
the the the, the resistance base that's like on an asteroid it yeah. looks like hair mountain it looks like it's made out of hair because they oh, couldn't yeah. like accurately create like rock back then <laughs> but yeah uh, yeah and, and with yeah, the captain it's, power cgi is way better yeah it's sad it's sad that sad but true but um and, it's, it's a cool could, show you could shoot at the tv yeah so so the main hook <laughs> The main hook of the entire thing, even when you're watching the cartoon, uh, the VHS cartoons that come with the the actual toys, or if you're watching the TV show themselves, there's all these flashing lights that happen all around the show, and uh, bad for epilepsy if if you have it. But um, yes, like basically, true. you try to shoot at it with your your toy, and you rack up points or something. But nothing ever happens on the screen because you know it can't because it's you're watching a VHS tape or a TV show. But you can. If you don't shoot back, you, your your character can actually get blown out of the uh, of the, the 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 jet or whatever it is. You know, like it actually yep. will get launched out of there if you take too many hits. And I just remember there was I had one cassette tape that was animated, and I remember the animation was like high end Japanese animation, like it was really really good, and I loved watching it over and over again. And I would play with it, you know, I would, I would do the whole to- the, the gun, you know, the everything about it but i knew at the time i was like oh this is high quality animation they spent money on it oh for real yeah no it was good i mean i know they the the dvd is still available i think on amazon it's not too expensive um i gotta get that shit down the road yeah buddy i I have the box set of the the series it's only it's only one season yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right man what is your number six my number six is a well it actually came out in in the early 70s 1974, um, but then kind of ramped up in 1979. It's the Fisher Price toy line of Adventure People and Adventure Playsets. Um, Adventure People was, they still have it around now. Adventure People were, were basically like, you know, this is what real people look like farmers, doctors, mm. uh, uh, television reporters. It was it was great. They were great role playing toys for schools. I think they were probably more geared towards uh, role playing at schools because it wasn't threatening. But then things started getting interesting because they would have like a deep sea diver, and he'd come with an octopus, and the octopus was like rubber, and he looked exactly like an octopus. And the deep sea mm-hmm. diver had this cool uh, old school deep sea diver helmet on, like the iron one, you know, that you have to screw in or whatever mm-hmm. and you take you could take the helmet off they could go in the tub and you'd be connected to uh like a little inner tube thing that, that would float and that was like the earlier part of the adventure people toy line and then it started ramping up into like space adventures and they would have x-ray woman and x-ray man and i'm going to show you a picture actually uh of of the x-ray woman um and I don't know if you can see that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And so they had the same poses, which is really funny. They had like one hand down and one hand on its side. And they started getting into like spaceships. And then they started having buttons that made sound effects and like laser beams. And 
they were so detailed. Like if you did, look up, did Adventure, they make a yeah. space shuttle one? Did they make they a did. space shuttle toy? I had that, yep. and it had like a thing that goes on the like another little shuttle that's on the back of it, and yep. the guy can sort of sit in that. I I had that one. That's 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 the only one I had, but I had that one. Yeah, this th- this was like uh, these were very safe toys. This was when my mom was like, you can have these because they're not violent. Uh, yeah, and but it's funny. There's a there's an artist named I think his name's Dan O'Brown. Uh, Dan O'Brown, if you look him up on Instagram, he takes these toys and he makes like, you know, funny, uh, he like, I think he made a Tiger King action figure recently and, uh, <laughs> uh, but he makes like parody figures and they're hilarious, but he uses a lot of the parts that he uses are from adventure people, toy lines. Um, and to this day, to this day, dude, like I'm going to show you, I'll show you the, uh, the, the television crew. And it comes with, oh, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. you know, it comes with a car and it comes with a whole stage and it comes with a bunch of figures. And then when they started getting into like the, the aliens, you know, or really creepy looking, they just recycled shit. But, but it was dope. Yeah, I, I remember that alien. But dude, that that space shuttle toy, it didn't, if I remember correctly, it didn't look exactly like the space shuttle. But then it had some kind of sort of like that yeah i do remember that but yeah i remember those dude those things were awesome are they still being produced today or is that has that line ended no they they still make the adventure people toy line it's not the same it's definitely not okay. the same i mean they that they, they don't they're they're um i think fisher price also got into making like the little marvel figures and the star wars yeah, figures that probably made more money for them yeah which which are cool but like the the old school 70s stuff you could put your GI Joes in it. It fit yeah. everybody, dude. And that was the precursor. They might have been one of the first toy lines to utilize three and three quarter. And man, like, yeah, harmless and safe, but endless imagination. So yeah, that's my that, number six pick. That's a good one, buddy. And that, I mean, that that stayed that um, space shuttle stayed in my collection forever like till oh, yeah. i stopped playing with toys and it survived it was so strong so, so well built yep yes yeah. yes um i don't know if these were as durable but they were just as much fun <laughs> my number five is the 1985 mattel line wheeled warriors oh and nice i would like to make a note and say that i'm not well, I, I am talking about Jace and the Wheel Warriors, but I did not care for that TV show. And I remember when I played with these toys, there was no Jace factor to it. So I was doing a little reading online, and it seems like there the toys came out first, and then they they like the 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 like the first wave of toys came out first because they were clearly made and designed before the cartoon came out yeah. and then they the the cartoon quickly sort of came afterwards nothing really sort of succeeded and then they tried to make a new set of toys that were more in line with Jace and had like the characters from the TV show but I did not care for that TV show at all and I only played with the the toys that just before they were Jace so I just call it Wheeled Warriors and I loved and this was sort of the beginning but there were no real strong mad max toys back in the day well there were no licensed mad max toys back in the day so i had uh, i grew up loving mad max and i wanted something and i wasn't a big car guy i mean i did play some matchbox stuff i mostly liked uh remember the the crack up cars that matchbox put <laughs> oh out those back were in the- awesome dude those, those were yeah so those were fun. cool I liked those. Um, but other than that, I didn't really have a lot of Matchbox cars. So these were primarily the main 
like wheeled vehicles that I got into. And of course there's like a, a sci-fi spin to it because that's just the way I roll. But I loved all the, the bad guys. Those are the ones that I particularly liked. And they had these awesome rubbery brains that you could put inside the, <laughs> yeah, the you know, the, the cockpit or whatever. But I had all of them. I had, but my favorite was gun grinner. The guy with the, he looked like a dune buggy and then he had like the, the three pronged mace on the top of his head so cool. and everything. It was so cool, dude. It's such a cool line, man. Were you, uh, were you ever a fan of those? I absolutely love that toy line. It's not on my list, but I, I had a feeling it might be, it might've been on yours and clearly it was. Um, I, I actually liked the cartoon. I didn't think it was, was bad per se. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it. It's one of the, you know, whatever was on when I came home and I, and the, the opening theme song to Jason, the wheel warriors is probably one of the coolest, uh, opening theme songs next to galaxy Rangers. Um, but that's a whole other story for another watch list. But, uh, yeah, I, I was actually disappointed that the figures that came with, I love the brains that came with the villains, but the, the, the heroes quote unquote, that, the, that came with the, uh, the good guy vehicles sucked. They were like generic looking like, uh, and, until they repackaged them or whatever they did later and made them Jace, you know, and actually gave them the the characters from the show. Yeah, that's why I yeah. didn't like the regular ones, the, the quote-unquote the good guy ones, because yeah. I was like, who who the hell are these things? Yeah, they're so generic. But that aside, the, the vehicles were what took the precedence. Like, mm-hmm. I was always like, come on, can you make these guys all look a little more detailed? We'll get into some other teeny tiny figures that are detailed in a minute. But, uh, but yeah, dude, like... I love that toy line. It was, and they're all interchangeable. You could take it apart, well, and because yeah. that's how it started, they wanted it to be a, an interchangeable toy line. Where, because I remember you would get different tires and stuff with the actual character. I always just used whatever it was supposed to look like. Yeah. But I do remember it came with extra pieces that you could customize and have fun with. If if I'm remembering correctly, I think that was the case. But uh, you could definitely pop off the wheels and, and switch them if you wanted. And I think that was the original billing aspect of it is that it was supposed to be this interchangeable toy line where you could put the different guns on it and then you click them so in cool. and stuff. But, but yeah, it was, it was very cool. Very, very, very cool. I like that one a lot. Great pick. Great pick. Thank you. Thank you. What was, uh, what was your number five, buddy? My number five is the 1987 Hasbro toy line visionaries. Visionaries, knights of the magical light, visionaries, magical powers take flight. The only reason I know that is because, and if you want, I could pull it and we could put it on the episode. I have, I recorded myself when I was a kid playing with my toys and I, and I would like do the theme songs to the shows <laughs> and I still have, do you that. still have the MP. Okay. Well, I have the MP3s. you're going to have to send that to me tomorrow when I start editing this. I need that. Those who control the magic control destiny. They are the visionaries. Visionaries, lights of the magical light. Visionaries, magical powers, they fight. Magical powers, they fight. Boom, boom. I knew I knew Visionaries was going to be on your list, and it wouldn't have made mine anyways. I think I maybe had one. Um, I enjoyed them. I thought they were neat looking. I just never got into them. I think I was, 
you know what? I think even at the age I was aware, I was like, look, I think it's neat, but I'm not committing to a new toy line here. You know what I mean? Like I literally had that thought in my head. I was like, I can't commit to like a new toy line, but I like the gimmick. And because the eighties, another gimmick that was big in the eighties was holograms. And uh, it was cool. Very cool looking toy line. What, but what drew you to it personally? So so visionaries, visionaries was, um, you know, cl- clearly biting off of G.I. Joe's fame, a three and three quarter. I feel like they were like a little bit bigger than three and three quarter. They might have been yeah, actually I, I four I feel like inches. they were a smidge. Yeah, yeah I feel like they smidge. were a smidge bigger. And they they had this cool hologram on their chest, which identified kind of which um, which which division they were with. There, there were two sides. There was the Spectral Knights and the Darkling Lords. And Spectral Knights were led by Leoric. And the Darkling Lords were led by Sindar. They had a cartoon, um, and the cartoon was like far superior to the toy line because because they the to- uh, they would come with these cool staffs which had like a, a a holographic animal on it, and the animal would like come to life. Um, it, it it wasn't as effective as the as the cartoon. If you go back and watch the pilot, which I think is actually on YouTube for free. It's really cool, and it utilized a lot of the same voice actors from G.I. Joe, so you feel like, oh, I recognize that. That's Duke, or that's, uh, you know... That, Shipwreck. <laughs> Shipwreck, or yeah, or, you know, uh, uh, Flint. And, and, and what I loved about it is it's like each character had their own backstory. They were all unique. The, the head sculpts were a little more advanced than the G.I. Joe ones at that time, in my opinion. Um, the, the toys were cool, and I always love... I loved Dungeons and Dragons and sword and sorcery type stuff. And this felt like it was a nice marriage between D&D and G.I. Joe. Um, yeah. The cool thing was that, you know, G.I. Joe or Hasbro would put out uh, in recent years, like these kind of sets of like fan requested G.I. Joe figures. And they'd make like one offs or like a six pack. And one of the they did a Comic-Con exclusive with a, uh, G.I. Joe size accurate Leoric and he's so cool looking um, but yeah that's I loved them I didn't have the vehicles I had just the figures because the vehicles were actually pretty expensive I, I, I remember um, back in the day and yeah I, that's why I loved him I thought they were really yeah. badass no, I mean they're they're totally cool looking. I remember the cartoon was pretty awesome, and I do remember thinking. Aside from the other thought that I had was that I was like, because eh. like you said in the cartoon, they would use their staff, and then the bear would jump out of the staff and do <laughs> yeah. something, or the lion would jump out of the staff, and I was yeah. like, hmm, that's a little bit cooler than the actual toy, but. <laughs> <laughs> the toy, the toy itself, is really—it's actually a beautiful sculpt. It's—they're they're, good-looking toys, yep. and I always, even as a kid, I was always like, you know what? I got to give it props for it's—it's it's a good-looking toy. It's well sculpted. They had beautiful colors. They did really strong colors to them, and uh, the, just the gimmick just didn't hook me. But I respected it for for the way it looked. Yeah, yeah, I I I, I hear you, man. Like uh, I, I think I I just like. Yeah, I was like, I'm ready to jump into a new toy line. Bring it on, baby. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my uh, mom's like, oh, they're not violent because they don't have guns. I'm like, okay, cool, mom. Thanks. Can I have that one? Sure. Yep. Yep, exactly. <laughs> whatever Whatever you think. Well, so this one, my number four was, was, was interesting because um, it, it took up a lot of space in your room, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> or in the car where I would actually play them a lot. Uh, and it is the 1987 Kenner line Sky Commanders. Oh, yeah, dude. That was on my list, but I, I left it off. I kind of left it yeah. off. 
I was a big Sky Commanders fan, man. I thought they were really neat. So for the for those of you that don't know, they were basically oh, how do you describe it? So one character would come with some kind of vehicle that could be hooked on a string and then you would make the string attach from one side of a place to another and then the character would either slide down the string some of them had mechanical movements to them Um, my favorites were always not the string but those flat how do you describe it man like a flat piece of cloth not cloth um yeah shoot but you know what i mean right it's not a string the the, the other kinds that they had with them were like this flat cloth that you would place out that it's a little bit thicker than a string and flatter than a string and then the the vehicle would be mechanically kind of just crawl across it it's still you'd you'd hang it from one place to another but you would have these things move look it up it's it's really neat it's a it's a cool gimmick that never really came back around probably because all the strings and the cords just got way too tangled and they became a nightmare but when they worked and when you were able to actually spend the time to create a little play area that had all these strings interconnecting to each other with all these characters moving across their own string and you know the idea is that they jump from one string to the other it was it was really really fun but like I think why I really keyed in on it is because I would have to spend a lot of time in the, in the car as a kid um, going down to see my dad. Uh, it's like a four-hour drive from Maryland to Roanoke uh, during the summers. And then, you know, just when you're out with your parents, you know, like I would just could just be in the back seat while my stepmom would run errands. Yeah. I could stay in the car. I mean, in the 80s, I could stay in the car with the windows, you know, cracked. And I was just right. in the back seat with all of my fucking Sky Commanders. Like if someone went to go, like, abscond with me, they'd be like, oh, crap, I can't even get to that kid because it looked like I was in a web you know but I was in just the back seat with a bunch of sky commanders and I just thought they were really neat and uh but they're like they're more of the the characters themselves are mask size yes. so they're that smaller size and you know they look colorful and neat looking and uh, had it had a cartoon I didn't actually really care for the cartoon I, I like the toys better I think I again I think the cartoon it's funny watching it now I get all nostalgic because I think it's pretty cool to watch it now. Uh, I would get really violent with those figures and like, you know, where they're falling <laughs> and they're, 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 you know, falling on rocks and their brains splitting open or skulls splitting up. Like I got, I went deep. They would die. Um, they weren't that expensive. I remember too. And, and so, and, and yeah, and the skull, they, they, they were, I think they might've been a little bit bigger than mask figures. Um, but but clearly, like again, like a smidge, like visionaries were with GI Joe, uh, they were awesome, dude. I love those toys. I was just bummed. I think my only thing that I didn't like was like I was like, oh, but I gotta like set it up and then take it down. That was my only that, thing, you know. But outside yeah. of that, I, I absolutely love them. Or the te- or the my brother would come in and like, you know. Um, ball up the string so it would get all knotted up, and I'm like, yeah, now I gotta knot this thing, you know. Yeah. And then that that flat one, whatever that flat string was that some of them used, like if you got like a uh, if you creased it, like if you folded it versus wrapping it, and you created yeah. a crease, that they would like bump off of it and fall. Like it was a cool idea, but yeah, it. I'm with you, man. Sometimes you're just like, I don't feel like setting it up. I'm just gonna like <laughs> use the figure or something. And know? the figures were great, dude. The figures were really great. Yeah, they were they were really cool. They were very cool. It's a good it's a cool line. Very very cool line. And one I would not be surprised if it came back in some sort of smaller different form but utilizing the sort of some of the similar concepts. Oh yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if somebody brings it back someday. Yeah. Um what's uh what's number what's your number 4? 
My number four, this will come as no surprise to many, many of our listeners because they know I love this guy so much. Uh, it's the 1986 Kenner toy line, Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. I, I was I was banking on this being higher than number four. Like, I thought it was going to be in your top three. I know you love this, this line of toys. And real quick, my thoughts on it. I never really had them, but I always thought they looked really, really cool. And yeah. I really actually liked the uh, the artwork that they drew that uh, on the packaging. Like, I liked whatever artist they picked to draw the characters on. I, it had a very cool style. It, it was stylized, whereas a lot of yeah. times, you know, like, a lot of times these toys would have a very generic style cover, you know, to them to, to make them all appealing. These had a stylized art style to them that i liked yeah they it was watercolor bro like they were watercolored mm-hmm. um and yeah the artwork was amazing the only reason why it's not higher was because the toys uh themselves while i love the kung fu aspect or the the of them they like had this martial art action you know kicking and chopping um sometimes the sculpts were like they wouldn't their legs wouldn't stand straight they'd stand in like a fighting pose which was a little annoying um and then there if if they had an action piece to them their arms might be a little floppy the chuck norris figures themselves did not behave that way that's why i loved his figures so much um and it was Chuck Norris. It's like, finally, I have my own Chuck Norris figure. I can recreate my favorite movies from my childhood that I wasn't allowed to watch at the time. Um, and then my other also little reason why I wasn't higher was the the sidekicks did not accurately look like they did on the cartoon. Um, and again, I had this real issue with like it things looking like they should on the cartoon like he-man looked nothing like he did in the filmation cartoon i was okay with that because i still love that toy line but i was like come on they've got to make one that actually looks like him but at least chuck norris did and super ninja did too um and they super were ninja su- su- <laughs> i'll get you norris uh and i had the corvette <laughs> still have the corvette but yeah. Bodie plays with all those chuck norris figures all the time uh, the sumo guy, you know, was great. And, uh, yeah, I was just hoping that the, that the sidekicks would look a little more accurate. Apparently, though, they, they, they made other figures from the line, but they never really made them into mass production. So occasionally you can they'll pop up on eBay for like $600 or something like that, <laughs> which is another episode, too, entirely. Like, why? How can you place a, that kind of value on a piece of plastic? But whatever. Uh, that being yeah. said, the Chuck Norris figures themselves – uh, especially undercover Chuck, where he was wearing like his orange vest and turtleneck. I was like, "Oh, this is Hero in the Terror, Chuck. This is great. I love it. Let's do this." Come see, on. see, I like the one <laughs> Chuck where like he's got some kind of straps that go over his chest and maybe yeah. white pants, but he's very '80s looking. And it's <laughs> you know, looking back at it now, it's just it's '80s apocalypse. But I <laughs> love how they they were designed. I I'll say this, buddy. Yeah, yeah, that one. That, that one's my favorite one right there. With What's his the white name of that cowboy one? boots. Uh, this one is the uh, training gi Chuck Norris, okay. and he's got white cowboy boots. <laughs> the, I, will, I will say this. I will say this. 
I have a nostalgic love for that toy line, even though I never played it. And that's because I would see the ads in the back of my comic books for it. And yeah, I never dude. even got into the, 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 the cartoon either. But even to this day, I like the way they look. I, I thought they looked cool. And I've, you know, I've seen yours and everything. They're, they're beefy. They're nice and solid plastic, you know, yeah. aside from a couple features. Like, yeah, when if you have, it have if it has a karate arm, uh, that karate arm is going to get loose later, and that's just the way those toys work as you're yeah. playing with them. But yeah. other than that, they had a very sturdy feel, almost oh, perfect segue. God, I love being good at this. Almost like my 1986 Kenner line. That's my number three Centurions. And Ooh. one of the things that I loved about Centurions was how just heavy and beefy and plasticky they were, and just how big they were. Yeah, they were really, again, I, I like the smaller figures, but I did like their size. They they were like the, uh, not to be sexist, but like the boy version of a Barbie doll. Yeah, and yeah, per, yeah, they, per, I mean, it's, yeah really, they, they were. I mean, uh, that you could buy accessory packs to go with them uh, yep. because they're whole, if you guys don't know what they are, they're basically three guys that are in essentially plug suits and uh, which which is a term that's more common now because of stuff like Neon Genesis and everything. But it's like an anime term, but they're oh, called it? plug. Yeah, it's like they're called <laughs> plug suits. So essentially they're wearing these really cool looking suits of armor that have a bunch of holes in it. And you just insert like like guns and, yeah. and armor and, and jet packs and all kinds of things. And of course they were themed. Um, I had all three of the main guys, the, the blue air guy, uh, the, the green underwater Ace McCloud, uh, Max something was the underwater guy, and then the tan, um, the tan, the tan ground guy that came yeah. with like ground stuff. I actually sometimes would pretend he was an advanced version of a colonial marine, and he'd be like shooting aliens and whatnot. But dude, I one thing I loved about them is that you could take their helmet on and off, and it was like this really cool solid plastic piece of like just 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 nice. Everything had a nice solid quality to it. Yeah, they had a lot of vehicles too. Max Ray is who you're thinking of. Max um, Ray, there you go. And his, I love his green. That green is like that, almost like aqua green, but very much more greenish. But oh god, the colors were great on that thing. Yeah, they were really badass. My my only my only minor, very minor complaint was that they didn't have three villains to go with the three heroes. They had two villains, which were really badass. Yeah, Jake Rockwell was the uh, Jake, Jake Rockwell. Rockwell. Sounds like a porn star. And, and I'll tack on to what you're just saying and agree with you and say that I also never really liked the villains in this sh- on that show and in that line. I had both of those toys, and every time I use, I was just like, eh, they kind of look weird. I-, I didn't, I did not like them. I did not like the villains, and I do think that that's probably what keeps it from being a little bit higher on my list. If if yeah. I'd really dug those villains, it might have been number two or number one, but. I really just loved the main three guys. And honestly, I had enough fun just playing with them and and just, you know, I could like, you know, like you, I like things to be much more of an accurate representation, but I could also fill in the blanks of them shooting at things that, that, that I didn't have, meaning they could be shooting at enemies and I could just insert the enemies in my head. But the thing that I was playing with, I wanted to be accurate, you know? Yeah, totally. No, I, I, and they were pretty damn accurate to the cartoon. So, uh, yeah, uh, I was happy with, yeah. And the villains were, yeah, because they were like, they were like a torso and an arm and, uh, 
And, and I didn't I, like that like, they were both like shirtless with like their nipples hanging out. I yeah, was like, was put really on some clothes, weird, man. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Really weird. But great, great solid pick, dude. That that did not factor into mine, but it, it was in my kind of honorable mention list. Nice, nice. All right, buddy, we're in your top three now. My top three is the 1986 uh, toy line that was very similar to another toy line. Well, same creator, I think. Uh, But the toy line was, in my opinion, far superior because of its size. Again, I like the smaller figures. Uh, The Kenner toy line Silverhawks, which was very similar to, obviously, Thundercats. They're in the same universe and, and Tiger Sharks. Um, but yeah, Silverhawks was, you know, maybe it's not totally, it's not obscure. I, a lot of people know what Silverhawks is, but the toy line was like, wait, that these guys look partly metal, partly real. And they look pretty damn close to the cartoon figures. Uh, the, the characters on the cartoon, my only criticism was that they didn't have the visor masks that they had on the show. Um, I wish they would have had some sort of accessory. I think they might've had in a later version of the toy line, but the original ones, like the top, top main ones, uh, Quicksilver and Copper Kid and um, Steel Will and Steel Heart, you know, would bat and, 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 and then their, their, uh, the police chief uh, or the, like the, the, the chief of the Silverhawks, Stargazer had like an eye that you could mm-hmm. look through and or, uh, it, it just, Really cool looking in the in the in bluegrass, the the mohawk cowboy guitar playing jet uh f- flying dude was really yeah, cool. Yeah, and then the villains were great, you know, like molecular, molecular, and um, oh gosh, Maltar. What was the was... green? What was the green guy with the buzz saws on him? I think his name was Buzzsaw. Yeah, I think it was Buzzsaw, and then they it was like a big Brahma bull, like Minotaur yeah. looking dude, and. And the, 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 I think the show lasted for like two seasons. Um, it's a really cool show. It's cheesy. I mean, like it's a kid's cartoon, yeah. whatever. Just yeah. Forget, throw that out the window. But they had the wings, the cloth wings that come with them, and you could take the wings off. And then as they as the toy line increased, there were like some wings that were plastic versus fabric. Uh, they're badass. They're badass. Yeah. My three. Yeah. My number three. It's a that's a great pick. Um, I loved that cartoon as a kid. Absolutely loved it. Now that being said, I did not have a lot of the toys for multiple reasons. One, one of the things that I loved was their masks. So not having that mask was yeah. a big deal to me because yeah. those masks that they wore were freaking cool. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> why is that not here? So like you, I was like, ooh, okay, that you know, like right away, I felt like a notch was like knocked down. And yeah. okay, I have to admit something. I pulled a stupid boner as a kid. I remember the toys and I remember seeing the commercial and thinking to myself, oh, so the arms only go out like that? Like when you push their legs, like they yeah. only like so the, to- the 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 commercial really sold the fact that you could click their legs together and they would move their arms out and they would spread the wings and that's what yeah. they would do. And I was like, is that all they do? Because that's all they showed in the commercials. So yeah. I never pushed for it because I was like, well, that's stupid. That didn't seem – that seems stupid, right? And then later I was at a friend of mine's house. I don't even remember. It wasn't Luke. I don't think he had Silverhawks. It was a different person. Um, shout out to Luke. Got to make that appearance once Luke, an episode. <laughs> but um, just like Eric. But <laughs> when I discovered that they actually had 
full articulation. You yeah. just had to take the the unclip the um the the cloth wings. Yep. I at the age of probably I don't know like ten, I had my Wrath of Khan moment where I fell to my knees and was like, I could have been playing with these the whole time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like yeah, I, I was like, no, like I didn't realize that they actually had full articulation. They were just in the commercial. They were trying to just sell you on the fact that there was a bonus articulation to it, and I thought the bonus articulation was the only articulation. Do you see yeah. what I'm saying? No, I totally do. Because Ken- Kenner, uh, up to this point, had come out with like the superpower figures, and which I never, t- I never loved those. I did not love those. Yeah, I did not like them too because I didn't like. I-, I I appreciated the action movements, but I also wanted mm-hmm. to be able to move them on their own and not have it constantly jiggling around. Um, yeah. But Silverhawks kind of fixed that. You could you could yeah. do this action, and and then and then the villains were uniquely different from the the heroes because yes and and i did have i had that buzzsaw and dude, dude i played dope. with that toy forever with his mouth his yeah. head the buzzsaws like it was such a fun toy and i remember my the same friend had the the red bad guy and i remember both molecular, of those toys molecular are were so thick and beefy plastic yeah. i think you guys can see two themes zach loved the the, the small ones that you could fit in his pockets and i loved like the ones that just felt beefy in your hand. You yeah, know? this kind of cut the difference. These were like somewhat in the yeah. middle because they were they were probably four inches big, and yeah. Um, and then I remember I liked Thundercats back in the day, but I always felt they were too big. I just thought yeah. I'm just I was not into that. And so these were smaller. Uh, and then you're talking about scale. You couldn't match them up together because they were clearly like two or three inches difference in, in size yeah yeah i know i hate that i hate that they were like like just a hair off you know like just a little bit it's but like I god will, damn it i will say like super seven you know did the the he-man line justice by releasing filmation figures um yeah. you know now they're doing thundercat figures which is a little more obscure than he-man if they're gonna keep going that obscure route do a Silverhawks line if you're going to go there because that Man. would sell like hotcakes. They're so I... cool looking. There's a character on there named Flashback. You like the helmets. If you look up Flashback, he was like, a, I think he was like an alien, but he had a helmet on. He had this green kind of, uh, yeah, you know, pointed face. And, and he, he was the one with the rubber wings. Man, he was cool. And there was a guy named Hot Wing. And I was like, is that racist? Because he's black. But uh, but, but Hot <laughs> yes. Wing was cool. The answer is yes. <laughs> well, it's the 80s. They th- I know. didn't know that shit. I know. They didn't know better. It, it's, it's funny because, dude, I was into Thundercats, the cartoon, as much as I was like into He-Man. Yeah. But I didn't have any of the Thundercats toys. I didn't want them. I didn't like them. But I watched the cartoon. And they were expensive, too. Um, were, okay, were size. they? That's that might have been why. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was weird. Like, why are you charging? You're alienating a whole audience that can't afford this shit. You know. Yeah. So, uh, but then Silverhawks were were very inexpensive. Go on eBay yeah. now; they're not. But you know, it's a whole other story. So, dude, Silverhawks, great pick, buddy. Thanks. And now I, I want to go watch the cartoon. Um. All right, my I'm on my number two, right? Uh, yes, yes, you are. Um, my number three was Centurions. Number two, Buddy Boy, 1985, Coleco Sectars. Ooh, I knew you were going to put Sectars on there. I 
had a, a few of them. I didn't have a ton. But the reason they're so high on the list, I had the, the my main one that I loved was I think his name was Sulk. He had the one that he was a bad guy. He looked like he had a tarantula head with all the, yep. the bug eyes. He was the least human looking of all of them, and he he rode on the back of the the tarantula. But I'm you know doing the research for this episode. I'm looking at these toys, and I'm like, what a fantastic concept to have these hand puppets so basically the, if you guys don't know sectars are these humanoid looking sort of insect creature humans that also ride on the back of insects now the insect you is a hand puppet that you put your whole hand in and it <laughs> is not cheap looking at all like nope. it is a very beautifully cre- crafted and created toy that 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 then like a giant action figure sits on the back it's they're just as big as like the centurions they were just beefy and thick with lots of points of articulation and everything one of the like the full rubber head so you can kind of squish them or whatever but man i'm looking at it and i'm like i love the designs i love the play mechanics that it has and the fact that like no one has like gone back and done i mean i'm sure it exists but no one really has done these like hand puppet toys like man what a fucking awesome concept that was dude yeah it was brilliant the the cartoon is actually the concept is very disturbing because like the humans that were on the planet got all mutated or the humanoid people and uh and and i think yeah they had a comic book line right and really 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 badass i love those toys and then the hive which was just basically a big piece of plastic uh yeah it was still super cool like i loved i didn't care how cheap it looked you know other toy companies were kind of biting off of uh, He-Man's Castle Grayskull by making their own, like, plastic base. Uh, I mean, and- everyone had to, have a, uh, had to have a plastic base back in the day. Everybody Every playline had to have a plastic base, but nothing, nothing will ever, ever beat Castle Grayskull. Nothing will, nothing will, but, but the, 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 I guess the hive is like kind of like a holy grail for toy collectors, the sector, mm. uh, hive. And it's really cool. I mean, again, it's very basic looking, but it's really cool looking. Uh, and yeah, I love that toy line. There's a, there's a new company called Zika toys, Z I C A. They're on Instagram, Facebook. They came out with a three and three quarter inch line of, of, st- of, uh, sectars, uh, that just came out. I, I- I saw that and not going to lie, I was a bit underwhelmed because okay. I was like, I was like, it's kind of cool and, and everything. But man, the selling point to that line was how big the figures were and then the hand puppets that they came with. Yeah, and I'm sorry, true. I would I would rather instead of putting out like 10 figures of the three and three quarter line, I wish they just spent the money and put out two faithful recreations of like one good guy and one bad guy. Yeah. And also too, like I remember like, like they were like kind of painted with that metallic paint to them too. Yes. They just had a quality about them that was very, very impressive. Yeah, Coleco. And the sculpting, the sculpting was fantastic too. Yeah, the sculpting was fantastic. Uh, Coleco, like I didn't realize that they had made, put out so many cool toy lines and they had the same size and shape of the Rambo Forces of Freedom toy line. Mm-hmm. Um, same same articulation too, like with the one bent arm and a slightly mm-hmm. less bent arm. But clearly I love Sectars because uh, one of the main characters is named Zach and it's spelled Z-A-K. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. I actually didn't know his name was spelled Z-A-K until maybe like 10 years ago. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no wonder I like that character so much. Nice. Good, good old Sectars, man. Sectars what, uh, 
Sectars, baby. What is your what is your number two, buddy boy? My number two uh, is definitely slightly obscure, and there was a cartoon uh, based on it, and it only I think maybe had fifteen episodes. You can buy it on Amazon for like eight bucks. Uh, it's the nineteen eighty six Coleco. Shout out to Coleco again. Coleco hmm. toy line Starcom. Starcom. I knew it. I knew that Starcom was going to make the list for you, buddy. I knew it. Yeah, dude. I like it was either Air Raiders or Starcom, and I'm like, I'm going. Dude, yes, yes. Because <laughs> yeah. I fucking I love Air Raiders. Uh, I I love Air Raiders, uh, and I, I left it off specifically because I was like, well, Starcom and Air Raiders, while they're vastly different, like storyline wise, they were both very small and like had all these little accessories and stuff. But Starcom, uh, for those of you that don't know, it was actually the 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 cartoon. It, well, unfortunately, um, it was the U.S. Space Force before we were talking about U.S. Space Force. <laughs> yeah, I, and, yeah, because it was it's officially sanctioned, right? Because even on yep. the toys, the the even on the commercial, they have like the the United States flag right there next to like above the name uh, Starcom. So yes. this was officially sanctioned. Yes, sponsored by uh, NASA. And, um, and, and, and they, they, it was, it was a, it was, you know, Robotech esque, like these, these mm-hmm. fighters in space battling evil aliens. And they were very unique characters. They would sell the, the figures separately and with the ships and play sets. Um, they were like smaller than mask size. I'd say they were maybe like two inches tall. Uh, and, yeah. and not a lot of articulation on the face, but the cover art was really cool. And they all the characters had a backstory. Um, the vehicles were amazing. It was like it was like all the stuff that you would hoped Star Trek came out with back in the day, uh, mm-hmm. accessory wise. That like the, that Playmates uh, toy line that came out later on, the next generation ones, had finally figured out what to do. Like yeah. Starcom did. Starcom did it. Like every the the ships. And, were and what was the hook, buddy? What was the hook to the? Oh, whole they thing? had magnets in their feet, so they could magnets. They, yeah. <laughs> They, they they magnetized to everything, and that was the other thing about Zika toys. Uh, the 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 new toy, the figures they're putting out, all have magnets in the feet, so you can put them on shit. So I think that's, that's kind of yeah, cool. that's. No, that's but but for but for this, what I liked about Starcom, yeah. I only had a couple things, but I, I liked the magnet. So like you know, they could go sort of anywhere. But they all had this. It was not a wind up feature. It was just like a. They I don't understand how they. There was no batteries. They always nope. worked. It was but you could move things on them. They had like a little move factor to them, uh, but it didn't require any batteries and didn't require any winding up. No, it, it, yeah, it was all. They're all. It was all gears inside. Gears. And, it's yeah, all gears. It's, just, it's all gears, baby. Gears. And then what I liked about them was they weren't that expensive. I, I didn't have the big star base, which I would have loved to have had. I had a couple of the ships, but I had a lot of the, the separate figures. And again, I would do the whole aliens thing. Um, 86, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, yep. yes. Yep. <laughs> and, and then the cartoon is still really cool. The animation is phenomenal. Uh, they, yeah, they, they, they had, had a high quality animation to it high quality yeah so starcom dude starcom was definitely one of my faves it's it's a it's a toy line that as i get older i appreciate its awesomeness more when i was a kid i did not get into it as much and i'm not at all 
I didn't think about it until literally right now, but maybe I just wasn't into the smaller figures. But, like, okay. I was into mask and stuff, and, and I do like it when small things have high levels of detail to them. Yeah. But for some reason, I didn't get into Starcom hugely. But when I look at it, I'm always like, oh, that's that's awesome. And then conversely, man, I was, I was toying for a while on putting Air Raiders on here. And then at the end of the day, like the reason Army Ants like overtook it as my eighth spot is because I think Air Raiders look amazing. I always liked the box art and everything for them, and I would always look at them. I don't. I didn't really have any. I think I might have had one, and it might have just gotten it from like a used toy store or something. But if I could make a list of toys that I always wanted to have. To be truthful with you, Air Raiders would probably be number one or number two. I always thought they were so really awesomely sculpted and beautifully designed, but I just, for some reason, I just never got into them. Yeah, I had them and I had the base because, again, they weren't that expensive because they pretty much were all the same. <laughs> all the, the good guys were orange, the bad guys were purple. And those figures were super, super tiny. Super but tiny. I remember the level of detail on them. Even though yeah. what they what they lacked in in beefiness, what they lacked in articulation, they made up for in spades in design yep. and like just sculpting and, and like how they pulled it off and how they looked. But the design of everything is is fantastic. Sadly Sadly, like, because it didn't come with, like, I don't think it had a cartoon or whatever, but if you watch the commercial, <laughs> the world that they inhabit is called, like, Airlandia. And yeah. I'm like, oh, guys, this is why you didn't, like, succeed. this is why you're obscure, because you didn't have an awesome, like, story to go with it. And you said, someone said, oh, Airlandia, that's good enough. That's good <laughs> enough to sell these toys. Yeah, it didn't go very far. Did not go very no, far. No, it didn't. But 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 I am glad we got to talk about it, and I'm glad we got to talk about Starcom because I think Starcom is just cool as shit looking. Yeah. <laughs> hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. And now, back to the show. All right, buddy boy, my number one, my number one. And and remember, like, I mean, since since we're not doing G.I. Joe and Transformers and all yeah. that kind of stuff, I mean, my number one toy is probably Star Wars and G.I. Joe. That's probably what I played the most with. But since we're doing obscure stuff, my number one, 1986. I was not into this company too much, Tonka. Oh. But, oh, baby, their line of steel monsters inspired by Mad Max. Oh, looked wow. it looks so awesome. So, do you remember what they look like? They're basically giant Tonka trucks, thick, 
heavy plastic. They were indestructible, not quite metal because they were moving fully into the plastic stage at that time. But yep. they were there was about six of them, three good guys, three bad guys, different vehicles, and they just like my favorite one was uh my favorite one, if you guys want to look it up, was called Wheel Boss. And uh he basically yeah, was dude. in this giant Jeep that had like all these like it's 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 a Jeep that they basically put modifications on it with machine guns, a, yep. a turret nest, you know, on top and everything. And you could you could take some pieces off of it too. The they were the exact size of G.I. Joe's, so you could easily transfer them. But dude, so when I grew up uh, I was in, like I said, I was in this like, you know, suburban community right next to rural. So if you look back, if you go now, it's all suburban, right? So the sprawl kind of kept going. But when I was growing up, the, the, er, I was living right next to like basically woods and stuff. And there was this giant lot that me and my buddy Luke called the wasteland, Luke, Luke called the wastelands. Luke, Luke. Cause it was just a construction lot that was just un, undeveloped for like five years. And I would just take these, these Tonka trucks, these steel monsters and it was total Mad Max, bro. I mean, and, and it's so clearly a Mad Max ripoff. I mean, everything yeah. about it is a Mad Max ripoff, but there was no Mad Max toys back in the day. So what what did you have to do? Like, this was the only option, and it was a great option. It was a fantastic <laughs> option. They are – every single one of those were so much fun. And honestly, uh, them and all the figures lasted me up until the very end of me playing with toys. That's how well they were constructed. Yeah, they're really cool. Like I, I had to go uh, and, and take a look at some of the photos just to get a recollection uh, to remind myself. I think I did have Wheel Boss uh, at the time because it was like the most common, easy to find yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, and he was the most like looking, like most accessible looking and kind of exciting. And and the other ones, kind of some of them, a couple of them had a. a um, a mechanical feature to them where you could, they were battery powered, yeah. but and I had it. And in, in, in what I hate is I hate it when, if your battery dies, I hate it that the wheels didn't move. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like at least with this, the wheel boss, he had no battery. So you could just push him and he would go and he never broke because he's freaking Tonka. <laughs> Tonka. I the only Tonka toy I had was that giant Jeep with the, with the weird looking cowboy, uh, that was like 12 inches big. And I'm like, what do I do with this guy? Throw him in the trash. <laughs> but yeah, I would have loved to have had this toy line. I don't know why I didn't have it, but, but I, it's I, funny because I love my, Mad Max. My number one pick is a vehicle centered toy as well. So, um, but yeah, do it, baby. Hit us with it. All right. My number one. And I'm surprised I actually left this off, uh, my list with, with, uh, John and Adam on blast from the past. I'm really surprised I left it off, but uh, it's the 1986 Kenner toy line mask. Yeah, yeah, dude, I I was blown away when I listened to that episode that that did not come up because I know how much you love that that line of toys. So maybe yeah, I was man, I was, I was shocked. It. I was secretly saving it for you and I. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and and, no. and so so real quick, uh, I had a lot of mask toys too. I love them. So uh, I, I, you know what, you know, I, we we couldn't confer too much beforehand. I would have said that these probably were a bit mainstream, but it's it's all subjective. It doesn't fucking matter. You know what I mean? The main thing was we didn't want to have any overlap with the blast from our past. But uh, truthfully, that's probably why they didn't make it on my list. They would have been on my my mainstream list. But please, let's talk about mask, bro, because I fucking love mask and i love that fucking theme song it is my favorite 80s cartoon theme song yeah it is it is again i think 
for me personally, Galaxy Rangers is my number one. No guts, no glory. But uh, okay. but yeah, the, the ma- and there is an extended version of the Mask theme song, which you can find online, which talks about <laughs> Venom, vicious Venom. It's got a whole second verse that they don't reveal in the opening to the show. Uh, just saying. Uh, but yeah, dude, like the fact that these things transformed from a a standard vehicle to a uh you know whether it be a hel- the motorcycle turning into a helicopter um a helicopter turning into a jet <laughs> you know or a or a uh, uh a red Chevy Camaro uh with T-tops turning into a jet <laughs> it was a, a lot of a lot of similar um like themes with a lot of the vehicles, but the, but the characters were, were unique. They came with cool looking helmets. Um, the mm-hmm. car, they, they matched up pretty evenly with the cartoon, which I dug. Uh, and they, uh, they weren't that expensive at the time. Um, you know, and, and they were super colorful. They super, were, they yeah. were beautifully sculpted. I love the quality of the helmet. I loved how different the helmets were. I love the, the, the play factor of taking the helmet on and off. They didn't have to do that. They could have sculpted the helmet right to the body, but they didn't. And it was freaking awesome. Um, I had, I had switch switchblade, the, the main bad guys, helicopter slash jet. Um, yeah. I had the, uh, the, the 18 wheeler, the truck rhino, I think yeah, that truck. Was um, he was awesome. I had that, uh, the, the yellow green helicopter, good guy helicopter. I had the, the condor, the bad guy condor I had condor. I had the bad guy who had the, the, the motorcycle, but he had the sidecar that he could turn into a, a submarine. I had that yep. one. Loved yeah, those- him, dude. I loved him. Yeah, I had I had a lot of these too, and I remember they were constantly coming out with new figures and new vehicles all the time. And then they do single packs of the figures, uh, mm-hmm. like variations on them. Uh, I mentioned how GI Joe did a visionary recently, uh, a few years back, did a, a, a visionary figure three and three quarters. Well, they did a mm-hmm. mask. Matt Tracker three and three quarters figure, yeah. which is dope. But um, that one I remember. That one I actually remember seeing. That one's so badass. And 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 th- th- actually, they were really diverse too. If you think about it, if you look at like the the ethnic the uh, the ethnicities that they had represented in the figures, they had everybody uh, for the most mm-hmm. part. And 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 they they didn't do any female characters. I think they might have done one or two, which I always thought was kind of lame. I'm like, come on. Do a female character, you know. I know. I know. I get it. Boys are gonna like be weird about that, but I wanted the the, the characters I saw on the show. They made the yeah. damn little kid. They made Matt Tracker's son and Bebop or Robot or what T Boz or yeah. whatever the name was, uh, which was T Bob, um, which were kind of lame. Like the the kid was very cheesy looking, but it was still cool to like have all the characters so you could recreate the episodes. That's all I ever wanted to do. Um, but yeah, mask was, did just you have the base? Did, did you have the base? That was, you know, when you were talking about like, like a Holy grail, uh, pick or like, a um, you know, a, a play set or something that I really, a desert, desert Island toy, you know, you were talking about, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that was, that would be my desert Boulder Hill would have been my yeah. desert. Cause I never had that. I always wanted it. Uh, it was, I think that was pretty expensive. It wasn't the USS flag, obviously, but, um, no <laughs> that's the, the, yeah, that nothing, nothing is the USS flag. <laughs> if any kid ever had that, he would have got his ass kicked because he'd be like the rich kid. Everyone, you know, uh, I look, what I, I got, I, yeah, like I, the flag was 
like I knew somebody that knew somebody that had it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it was yeah. one of those things. The the biggest thing I had was probably Castle Grayskull. But I remember yeah. Luke had uh, the Terror Drone from GI Joe, which was oh, freaking awesome. Which was better than the GI Joe's base. Uh, the GI Joe's it, base I, actually sucked, in my opinion. Uh, I, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I like the GI Joe's base, but I do agree with you that the the Terror Drone. Wait, was is that the name of it, or is that the name of the TMT bad guy uh, thing? That's um, also really anyway. Cool. You know what I'm. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but you you know what I'm talking about though the 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 Cobra base that had yes. the jet that was in the middle of it. Um, yeah, yeah, that was I did that was I did think better. that was better. Yeah, yeah, that was way better. And I never had the uh, the space shuttle. I didn't have the the mega size sets. You know. Yeah, neither did neither did I. I that my one criticism of Mask was I wish they would have come out with a a Venom base. Um, yeah, because I don't think they did. And then, but that, that toy line actually lasted quite a while. I put it on this list obscure wise, just because I thought like when you go down the list, I I think our generation kind of knows about it, but I think the newer generations don't know about mask. And I've heard rumblings that they are going to reboot that. Um, They rebooted the, they, they created a comic book. uh, I saw the comic. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like I think about five years ago they did that. I don't know if it's still going on. I think it was IDW. I'm not completely yep. sure about that. Yep. And I remember there was a whole bunch of people upset because Matt they made Matt Tracker, you know, took him to from a white guy to a black guy, and it's like who gives a shit, man? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, and I know because yeah, it's it's like holy crap, you. And I think they made it like his kid, or like it's. I, I think it's not. Like, yeah, I don't think it's like, I don't know. I, I can't attest to it, but I do remember that there was some negative, negative feedback on that. And I'm like, oh my God, guys, get, get the hell over it. You know? Yeah. We, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. We are, we are <laughs> de- 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 uh, devolved as a society in that respect. But, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, no, that, that mask toy line was, yep. Yeah, it's definitely what it's my, it's my top. Okay. Okay. Can I, I'm going to throw something out there. Because I have a list of the the stuff that didn't make it on the list for both of us. Cool. Yep. I really thought we were going to talk about this. Why didn't Spiral Zone make it to either in, on either of our lists? Because I thought it was going to be on yours. I actually didn't like the toy line, and I'm going to tell you why. The faces on the heroes really bugged me, and if you look at the face, they were bug eyed with these mm. big grim grimaces on their face, and it goes with the Duke discussion i had this whole thing that i couldn't stand about duke like smiling all the time he's a combat hero he's supposed to look like rugged and tough yeah with a big shit-eating <laughs> grin on his face and they did that okay. with spiral zone but that's but but the villains in spiral zone were amazing okay it's just it's interesting because you and i have discussed about the cartoons so much i love the cartoons. and and everything that i'm i was just i was i am just shocked that it didn't throw, show up but I, I i understand what you're saying uh for me I only ever had one, and I thought he was so cool, and I played with him a lot. He, honestly, I used him a lot as a Colonial Marine, too. Um, but, like, I didn't have a lot of them. So, so for me, when I was looking over the list, I had a good solid, like, 12. You know, I was like, okay, I got to trim it down to 8. And I was like, oh, man, Spiral Zone. I was like... I was like, but the truth, truth of the matter is, I just didn't have a lot of them, so I don't really have that much nostalgic for it. But as a kid, it was one of those ones that I always wanted. But I never really remember seeing at the store. Maybe they just were not like, you know, they weren't like everywhere. But um, yeah, I, I was a little bit shocked. I was also a little bit shocked that uh, no Inhumanoids showed up on either of our lists. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about Inhumanoids, but again, 
I the 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 scale of their head to their body the, on the on the mm-hmm. figure on the on the heroes was weird to me. They had these teeny tiny heads, and there wasn't a whole lot of articulation that you could do with them. And the suits were kind of weirdly designed. I, I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. I, I like the idea of the cartoon, even as a kid. I didn't like the three main protagonists, nope. but I did have the coveted decompose. So yeah. I did enjoy uh, ha- have that figure, and I had a couple of the guys. But I was always like, I was like, okay, this is kind of weird looking. I don't really get it. Let me just kind of go play with my one spiral zone guy. Yeah. Now you know. <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had a lot of the villains. And I had, I actually, I think I had all three of the heroes or were there four? I forget. But yeah, I was always just like, nah, I think I, and I love the cartoon and that's why I wanted the figures, but they, I was like not really into the figures. Okay. Okay. Let me, uh, let me throw out a couple more at you and just get some thoughts. Robo force. Um, I don't, I, I mean, I remember robo force, but I don't, was not a big fan. Okay. Okay. Battle beasts. (laughs) I battle beasts is on my list. And I love Battle Beasts to go with the whole um, hologram, you know, which side yeah. are they on? Ooh, did you water. mention Battle Beasts on, on the other one or was it just? I don't think I did actually. Uh, but, but I did love that toy line. That was, I think I mentioned Muscle, uh, but, but Battle Beasts. Yeah. No, I, yeah, they were, they, that was a great toy line. Okay. I'm going to throw you for one last curveball here. Do you remember at all rocks and bugs and things? No, but I saw the commercial on that vintage toy commercial thing, and I was like, "Those look cool, yeah. dude." I, I had I had two of those, and basically, it's just these. It's either rocks or bugs eat these little creatures, and and you know, you just hit a button and they just scoop them up or something like that. And yeah. I had a couple of them, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And that was one of the moments when I was when I sent you that uh, YouTube video. That was the one out of the whole thing that I literally have not thought about that toy in like you know. 38 years you know what i mean and i was Dude. like oh my god that toy i didn't even know what it was called and i was like oh my god i have that yeah that that little clip that you maybe you can uh post a link or something uh to yeah. that because if, there's some great ones on there like computer warriors was on there i love those computer I, warrior toys i was like I wait they- i read i i I, I saw those that computer warriors whatever it was called. I saw they had like a, a Pepsi can that transforms. Yeah, I was yeah, like, first off, I was like, good job getting like Pepsi logo and everything. But I saw that on two different lists, and I found it to be so bizarre that at the age of forty two, this was the first time I had ever heard of this toy line. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, like to be truthful with you, watching every all these, you know, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos kind of prepping for this. I recognized everything except for computer warriors and i was like "Ooh, what the hell is this how did this just completely miss me <laughs> yeah that was awesome that was awesome man. yeah i actually uh, i have a few on i have a, I have a few to share with you to see if you know about as well yeah, yeah throw them at me buddy um first of all one of them which i think is one of the most hilarious names for a toy line ever i think it was also kenner and they were banking off the dinosaur craze it's not dino riders uh, which I have a whole other feeling about. But people are like, "Oh, they're so great!" I'm not a huge fan. Uh, I wasn't so, wasn't a fan of Dino Riders either. Yeah, I thought the the the, vil- the heroes looked really lame. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, Bone Age, Bone Age. Oh yes, I remember those. I remember those. So they I... come with a caveman and you know like a like a, a fossilized uh, yeah. dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I remember it wasn't wasn't my cup of tea, though really quick, swinging back to Dino Riders, literally the exact same reason that I did not like Dino Riders is the same as yours. I did not like the way that the, the, the main, the good guys looked like something from like like a 1970s, like Logan's Run or something. Yeah. They had like headbands on and the, yeah, the blonde so quaffed hair. I hated it. Yeah. Absolutely hated it. Yeah, total. And, and their articulation was weird. They just looked, and you look at the their scale, like sometimes the arms were like really stumpy and it just it didn't didn't look yeah. good to me didn't, it, it didn't, didn't rock it. it um bionic six yeah they they were i remember them they were not my they weren't my thing but i do remember them they and i didn't metal. i did not watch the cartoon either the cartoon was really cool and the animation's great um someone recently a few years back was doing like custom versions of them of like marvel figures but making them into bionic six figures uh the marvel legends line Really cool looking. Um, Cops and Crooks, which the cartoon was called Cops. Oh, why didn't that make it on our list? Farts. Um, Buttons McBoom Boom was my jam. I loved Buttons McBoom Boom. And I, well, you know what? To be truthful with you, I probably only had a couple of them. I had him and maybe like two more. But the the beefiness of them were great. And they came with all kinds of awesome weapons. And they were just huge, awesome chunks of plastic. Yeah, they were like four and a half to five inch tall uh, G.I. Joe's because the the, the articulation was the same with the Kung Fu grip and everything. Yeah. Um, The BP. Uh, bulletproof the the lead cop mm-hmm. was so cool um I yeah i the love cartoon. it yeah and then the cartoon was great too uh yeah i'll, I'll throw out uh, a couple more just eagle force do you remember eagle force by uh i i recognize it that it, it exists but i have absolutely no familiarity with it L- little metal soldiers it was kind of like a precursor to gi joe i think they're probably ripping off the gi it was before the three and three quarter line came out uh, really cool accessories and look like a DC comic, um, like a smaller version of almost like Sergeant Rock, which was another cool toy line as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these okay. were like late seventies, early eighties. Uh, and then one more, one I got one more. Um, Supernaturals. Yeah, I I as a kid in my head sometimes I get those confused with visionaries because they both use holographic sort of gimmicks as their thing. Um but yeah, that was again recognize it exists. I remember seeing it but was never I never owned one. Yeah, I I I actually I had quite a few of those and I made a commercial for that as well on my recording which I will send to you. Super super supernaturals. <laughs> Supernatural. Lionheart, I see great trouble ahead of us. Don't listen to him. No, Thunderbolt, he may be right. Remember, see into the future. I am a little bit surprised that those did not make your list because I do remember you mentioning them. I was not I, you know, I, Brave Star didn't make my list either, but and that was a cool I toy. No. I know. I, I mean, honestly, because we, we were talking about just doing a top five, and then Zach suggested a, a top eight because of the 80s. But, man, we could have done, like, a top 12. Because at that point, yeah. yeah, I think Inhumanoids would have made it. Spiral Zone would have made it or something. But, yeah, I had to make had to make those tough cuts, you know? Yeah, and, so. and the reason I cut some of those off, 
specifically was I wanted to have a little bit of variety because I just went down like you know including robotics and a couple other ones like feeling like okay yeah. those are it, so they're not all the same you know yeah exactly so what was your what do you want to throw out as your non like action figurey 80s thing that you liked okay so I have a board game I still actually have the board game uh, it's from 1988. I still actually I still own this board game. It's uh, from Parker Brothers. It's called Dynamite, and the game mm. is 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 it's I think it's phenomenal. Um, you you are like an adventurer. You can choose one of four adventurers, and you have this uh, square like square sized board that you start on a corner, and you have to. The object of the game is to make your way around the board without. Uh, dying essentially the 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 center of it is a dynamite charger where you push down and then there's uh, wooden bridges that go around each side and when you push it's like russian roulette when you push down Mm. the charger it pops up the pieces of uh, wooden bridges on one side of the board and so if your player is on the wooden bridge at the time you got to go all the way back to the beginning or back to like the, the the nearest corner and the first person who makes it all the way around wins. That is my non-action figure toy that I love. And I still have it. It's it's so much fun. Uh, it's got explosions. I'm, it's got cool-looking pe- game pieces. I'm, I'm looking awesome. at it. It's it's really, really cool-looking. And I do remember it. Um, I, I, did, I never had it. Um, I would have probably leaned a little bit more towards uh, Fireball, Fireball Island, which is what I loved uh, yeah, as a kid, board game-wise. But, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. But, dude, I do recognize this. And I, I it looks really neat and looks really fun. Yeah, it was great, man. Like, and... and, and um there wasn't a lot of uh, there wasn't a pattern to the the, the explosions uh, so you didn't know which which yeah. side was going to blow up first so yeah love that okay. game still cool. have it nice that's awesome dude that's a really cool one well How yeah my you? my non action figurey thing was going to be Intertech water guns, but yeah. you guys already talked about that on the Blast from Our Past episode, and I loved Intertech. I think they were fantastic, and for every reason that you said on that episode. So I altered mine to the – it's had a couple different names, but the one I remember it as is the 1983 Tommy toy, Crossbows and Catapults. Ooh, yeah, nice. Good choice. So basically, there was, I believe there was a game factor to it, but I would just set them up and destroy them. So, like, basically, you build two different castles on the other side, of, one on the other side of the table, you know, type of thing. And you kind of want it to be a flat surface. You kind of want to, there to be no, no obstructions in the way. And then you, you build them out of these kind of, you know, I guess they're probably cheap plasticky Legos, but they're bigger than Legos. And they kind of, they don't... St- completely click together they kind of stay loosely together which is a part of the point to it because you launch either a crossbow or a catapult at it like you know with a rubber band you shoot something at them and your whole goal is just to topple the the other castle essentially and yeah and and i i think they've i was reading the wikipedia of it and apparently it had a bunch of different names it had a bunch of different companies i was like oh okay i was (laughs) like i just remember crossbows and catapults um and i just had a lot of fun with it i thought it was just really cool and i 
I don't think, I think it was one of those games like Mousetrap where I never actually played it correctly. I just had fun with it and did my own thing. Did you have crossbows and catapults at all? No, no. Like that, that was a time when uh, Remco and Mego, I think were coming out with like cool Dungeons and Dragons kind of rip off stuff similar to that. Uh, like I think Remco had warriors of the sticks. Uh, I think that mm. what, what it was called and they had a similar play set, but it wasn't a toy. Like wasn't a game. That game, I was looking at some of the pictures of it. It looks so cool. I, I wish, I wish they still had it. <laughs> Ouch. I would yeah, I'd totally buy it. I love, um, I love that. Like, I love that the ones that actually had like action figure pieces that came with it. It's so cool. It it did. It came with like little plastic. I mean, they were like army men where they, you know, yeah, fully yeah. just one piece molded plastic. But you know, they they could sit on the ramparts and stuff. So when you destroyed everything, it was it was very satisfying, extremely satisfying. Now, in sort of that vein of like having a a game where you don't actually have a board and you just play on on like a table or something. Do you remember early 80s, there was this um, naval combat game that came with a giant map that you would put out, and it was a big game. It was huge. It was almost like battleships where you'd have two different ships on each side, or like multiple ships on each side. But you would you you would need this this plastic mat that it would be down on because your submarine would shoot a disc that had to slide almost like air hockey although it never really worked that well but the disc would slide across the mat of water and go into like a little slot uh, in some of these boats and then when it would go in later it'd click something and make like the the cannon shoot off or you know the top pop off or something like that do you have any recollection of that game whatsoever no I mean it sounds really cool but no I, don't. I know and and I don't remember the name of it so I can't fucking like find it and figure it out so hey guys and gals out there if you're listening to this episode and you know what I'm talking about can you help your your boy Corey because I am literally going insane trying to figure it out <laughs> uh, so just just let me know and I don't think there was like a, a game to it you just were trying to shoot your other you know uh, the, the the submarine was the gun and you would basically just try to destroy the other ships by sliding your the disc into the the hole that was just barely able to fit so the gamification was you trying to just aim it and get it in there and someone thus, will, like making someone the, the smoke snaps pop off yeah someone will find it so that I always loved. Um, buddy, boy, what was your number one, no parameters to it, just what was your number one, your biggest, favoriteest toy as a kid? And it can be G.I. Joe. It can be anything. It doesn't matter. What was your number one? Okay, so, you know, I, I said, like, the one I wish I had but I never had was the Boulder Hill playset. Um, but the my favorite, my favorite one I did have, and I mentioned it on Blaster in the past, but I can kind of go into it a little bit more, um, a little bit more detailed uh, on this one. It is the 1983 LJN D&D Fortress of Fangs playset. Um, mm-hmm. that, I know you love that one. God, you know, okay, so... I, I'm a huge fan of playsets, and I'm a huge fan of playsets that actually are multifunctional, not just a piece of plastic. And, you know, um, I was always super bitter about the Secret Wars playset that came out with, for the Marvel figures back in the day. 
Those Secret mm-hmm. War figures were really cool looking, but the play set sucked because it just didn't have a whole lot of detail. Then this mm. bad boy came out in 83 uh, earlier than the Secret War stuff. It had trap, like, trap doors. It had spikes that would shoot up. It had a, a ladder that came out of the mouth at the top. It had uh, stalactites and stalagmites. It had pl- places to put your weapons. Like, so much creativity went into this playset, and you could do so much with it. I used it with all my figures because it was so cool looking. Um, yeah, that's my that was my go to consistent go to playset to use for everything. Mm, mm. I'm looking at it now and. It is a beautiful playset, beautifully yeah. sculpted. So many play mechanics to it, and and toyifications, whatever the the industry term is for it, uh, for just things to do with it. And I had it. Um, here's here's why I'm not like as like sort of I guess excited about it is uh, I had I got that as as a giant box of toys from like I think one of my mom's friends you know her her kid was a little bit older than me and they were just done with them you know so i got them right and i got all the D toys that they had and then that fortress of fangs in there so i loved it but there's something about the fact that i didn't like ask for it and i didn't put it together myself so i don't really have as much nostalgic love for it yeah but i even as a kid i always agreed that it was awesome i just was never a big D kind of guy i didn't like sword and sorcery so yeah. i didn't have as much chances to play with it but man i look at it now and i'm like it is an amazing amazing toy to, to just all around toy it's absolutely amazing and i almost wish I appreciated it more as a kid, but I had it and I did enjoy it. Yeah, it. I wish I still had it, dude. I don't know why. I don't. It's a, that's on a whole other episode of things that got thrown out from your childhood. Yeah, it was such a great toy. Um, yeah, and and you know you go on eBay and it's like three hundred dollars or whatever if you can track it. Yeah, down. So I think again, I think it's bullshit. But um, anyways, it, it's such a that's a great it, one. Yeah, it's a great one. Well, what's yours? Well. Mine's probably pretty easy to figure out, but boy, can I remember getting this. 1981, tiny little Cory. I might have even gotten it in 82. I'm not quite sure, but I got it for Christmas from Kenner, the Star Wars AT-AT. And it was the the giant walker, you know, from from Empire Strikes Back. And it's still to this day probably my favorite single toy of all time. It's just I had I, I just never stopped playing with it yeah. from 1981 until freaking, you know, I, I stopped playing with toys. And then even like later, like it was one of the few that I actually kept and it still might be in my mom's basement to this day. It's just one of the few things that survived. And uh, it's just it was just amazing. Just absolutely amazing and i know they've reissued it and i even know that they i think a couple years ago or probably at this point within the last 10 years i think they actually reissued it but they they made it bigger and made it more um scaled like more correctly scaled and so you know the helmet the head was a little bit smaller Um, but regardless it's such a it's such a cool toy the fact that the legs moved i mean my god man it was awesome it had everything it had everything that that toy was really phenomenal Yeah, it did. It really did. I know you didn't play with a lot of the Star Wars stuff, but you had to give that one props. No, I did. I, you know, my uncle, my uncle Larry was the one who would buy my brother and I like the bigger play sets um, 
and then he would buy it for both of us. So we had to share it, quote unquote, mm. which okay. I always hated sharing my toys because uh, <laughs> I'm like, you're going to break it. And and I'm not going to break it. I'm really gentle with my shit. And that's why, like, to this day, even when Bodie's friends come over uh, and I'm like, make sure you bring out the toys that you don't mind possibly getting broken <laughs> because kids are fucking idiots with toys. I'm sorry. Like most kids yeah. are, they break that shit. And I, I was never that way. I would, if, if, if I broke something accidentally, I, I like freaked out. Cause I was like, no, this you're supposed to take care of your shit. Most yeah. kids are just little idiots with that stuff. Uh, just to go on <laughs> with like a soapbox rant, you know, his friends yeah. come over, they would play with his, with his transformers, his vintage, they were, they were broken within like five minutes of coming over. I'm like, guys, yeah. just be fucking gentle with this shit. Um, anyways, yeah. So that the ad app was pretty indestructible too. You could you could toss that thing around. Yeah. And, you know, that thing was a bit like Star Wars did it right. They got it. They got everything. You know, I I remember having the the Ewok Battle of Endor playset, and that mm-hmm. almost creeped into my favorite playset because that was also equally fun to to deal with to play with. But yeah, that ad app was just the the shit. And. And later, the Ewok one got reissued as the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves playset. Oh yeah, yeah, which was yeah. The, those toys we could go. We should do an, a top ten. Not, well, we try to stay positive, but we could do a top ten of the shitty, shittiest toys, and the Robin Hood toys <laughs> yeah, we, might factor into that. And not to sorry Diallo if you're listening, but the Waterworld toys are are a close second as far as the uh, not not great toy line. You know which ones I hated the most? The Willow toys. Because they I, were just the plastic PVC toys. Yeah, they. Yeah, I, I actually still own a bunch of those. And, yeah, I'll pull them out for Bodie. And he's like, well, what do you do with it? I'm like, well, no, it's like your little figurines. He's like, yeah. <laughs> no, they sucked. They did. They sucked. Yeah. They sucked. I know. It's like, but what do you do with it? That's literally the question every kid had back in the <laughs> 80s with the Willow toys. But what do you do with it? Well, you know, and it's oh, funny. Man. I just showed him that movie, by the way. Not to, not to deviate, mm. but I just showed him that movie the other day. And he loved Mad Mardigan. He loved Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is cool. He's really into Mad Mardigan. So was I. But the, the scene that traumatized him, and I forgot about it, was the pig scene where they all turned into pigs. <gasps> and I was like, Dude. this is a really scary scene. It's really, it really, really it's like is. Island, Island of Dr. Moreau scary. Uh, mm-hmm. like it, mutated. It was gross, dude. It was, and I'm yeah. like, this is a PG fucking movie. This is not a PG scene. But anyways, that's a I, and that's the thing. And that's what pissed me off because as a kid, I loved that movie, and I was, you know, you guys know, I was not a big D and D or or sword and sorcery kind of guy, and I loved that movie, and I was pissed that there was no good toys of it. Yeah, they that definitely if they're if they're making a new Willow or a sequel or a series, like I think they're doing a TV show. Yeah then they need to come out with a proper toy line for that yeah. because a I mad agree. Mardigan figure would sell like hotcakes. You know, I just wanted the bad general guy with the, the mask, the the skull mask. Yeah. I wish he would have kept his skull mask on the entire movie because his face was really <laughs> yeah. jacked up. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So, Hey, there we go. That's our top eight obscure action figure toy, toy lines from the 80s. We, uh, we hope you guys liked them. We hope you guys had fun. We also hope that this generates a conversation. So please, you know, let us know what you thought of our list. Throw out some of your own. Uh, you know, you can find us on our Instagram and on the Facebook. You know, we're usually most active on Instagram. But uh, but please, whenever this comes out, just, yeah, let us know what yours were. What, your, your top list and your top favorite toys and everything. 
And uh, it was a lot of fun, dude. I, I'm glad that we finally got to do a, I don't know, is this called a watch list? Is this just a bonus episode or whatever? But I, I, I'm glad we did it, and I'm glad we finally got to talk about some of these action figures that we both love. Yeah, it was nice to nice to do an episode with you that, you know, we that we uh, we didn't have to worry about like making sure we cross all the T's and dot all the I's and just kind of go <laughs> yeah. off on a tangent and uh, riff yeah. riffing. So if you like us riffing as much as you like us uh, in our formal setting, uh, let us know too. Like, <laughs> let us know your feedback. Hey, this is you know, this is me. Like, this is Corey and I fucking deviating and having a good old time. This is great. I can't wait to do another one with you. I know, dude. I know. I think I think we need to do some some more bonus stuff uh, as we can insert them. Uh, you're a busy man, and uh, uh, being a, a a dad is a very busy uh, full time job. And uh, so I, I appreciate you taking the time to do this, my man. And uh, I always appreciate your time. I know it's valuable. Oh, so likewise, uh, likewise, please tell us, uh, Zach, where where else you uh, uh, spend your time out there in the <laughs> podcasting world? <laughs> Find me on Instagram uh, on my. I'm Zach Schaefer, uh, and then I'm I am the co-host of another podcast called Two Dollar Late Fee, which is a '80s nostalgic trip down memory lane, uh, and we <laughs> interview celebrities, performers from the '80s, musicians, actors, uh, you name it. We have uh, an upcoming interview with Eric Roberts, which we're really stoked about. Uh, we get we've gotten people that you know people you've maybe never heard of but every story is unique and original and we have a lot of fun on that podcast it is i I, when people say like which one do you like more i'm like no it's it's not i'm not picking between the two they're totally different monsters and i equally love my monsters so um (laughs) yeah it's fun it's it's two dollar late fee on instagram and twitter and all that good shit so yeah check check me out if you follow Podcasting After Dark on Instagram, whenever there's a new episode, we always uh, post a link in the stories and whatnot So uh, to, to $2 late fee. So make sure you definitely follow us, and you'll be able to find uh, $2 late fee through us. Where can we find you, Corey? <laughs> yeah, sure, buddy. Uh, you can find me all over the BFOP network. Uh, you can find me on Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, every week talking about Seinfeld with Adam. You can find me on Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast, talking about comic books every week with our pal Tess. Uh, I've done, a, I think I'm going to be on an episode of the of Talking Back soon. They've been on ours. They're they're good good group of guys. I still need to get on Friday 5 uh, one of these days. Love you guys, but you got to get me on there. I got to get on every episode on the BFOP network. And then, of course, uh, Blast from Our Past. I'm actually going to do a guest spot this month on the Blast from Our Past, same as uh, Zach did a couple weeks ago. Nice. I But I'm going to talk about Aliens with them. We are going to review the movie Aliens for Alien Day. Aliens Day on on the 26th of April, so that should be out by then. And uh, then we're going to recast Aliens, but we're going to cut out the TV show aspect of that episode because I told him, I was like, guys, Aliens is going to be two and a half hours long, and I am going to talk forever, so we might not want to do a TV show with it, and we're just going to (laughs) cast. And you can find... 
every podcast, uh, you know, all the links, etc., in one place over at bfopnetwork.com. That is www.bfopnetwork.com. And uh, the, the link is always in the show notes. Every episode of the show notes will we'll have a link to the BFOP network there. And you can find every single podcast in our network there. And then you can find all the links for them as well. So we hope you guys enjoy this. Please check out our Patreon page when you get a chance. Patreon.com slash podcasting after dark. If you like what we do, we have a whole bunch more over there. And uh, uh, and if you can't subscribe, no big deal. Uh, a free way to help the show is to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. They go a long way uh, to helping get new listeners to the show and everything. And, of course, if you like what we do, please, please, please share us with your friends and tell people about it. Say, hey, we got a great little podcast over here. Check us out. Yeah, so please do. We- we kept this man right at two hours. I thought it was going to be an hour and a half, but I, I knew we were going to talk long. So, uh, But this is a bonus episode. We hope you guys love it, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode, right? Yes, catch you on the dark side of the watch list, I guess. Oh, baby, that's right. That's our new outro. We'll catch you on the dark side. <laughs> Join the Podcasting After Dark Patreon community. To unlock exclusive monthly content, like cast interviews and a fan feedback show. Plus, you get every regular episode of Podcasting After Dark completely ad-free. You can also support the show by rating and reviewing us five stars on Apple Podcasts and by recommending us to your friends. Finally, make sure you follow us on Reddit, Instagram, and Facebook for news and updates about future episodes. Just search for Podcasting After Dark.